0: You're listening to Episode 122 on A Conversation About Cancer and Healing. This episode is very special to me because not only is it about my mom, but it's with my mom. Many of you know if you've listened to these podcasts, in 1981, my mom was diagnosed with metastatic cancer of the liver. She was given just a few weeks to live. Y'all, my mom was never sick. She was only 48 years old at the time. So to say it was a shock to our family is a complete understatement. So many of you have emailed and said, can you give us more information? Can you give us the details? What was it really like? Did she just all of a sudden wake up and she was healed? What was her battle like? What was her mindset like? And what was every day like? Today, we answer those questions, and we just give you the real raw reality of what went on behind the scenes. How did she journey through? What did she do every day? What was going on in her mind? And y'all might be surprised at what was going on in her mind. So now, before I say let's join the conversation, if you know anybody who's struggling with cancer or sickness, you should send this podcast episode to them because I really believe It will encourage their hearts. And as always, at the end of the conversation with my mom, she's going to pray over people who have sickness in their body. Listen, you may not know this, but God is still a God of miracles, and he can do what men can't do. Let's join the conversation now. With the first question being this, Mama, when you were given the diagnosis of metastatic cancer of the liver and
1: you had only a few weeks to live, what went through your mind? total devastation, you know, right at Christmas time. I was in the hospital 21, 20, yeah, 20 days. Got out on the 21st day Mm -hmm. of November, just of of Mm -hmm. December, after I'd been in the hospital so long. And with the news that metastatic cancer of the liver, that I had a few weeks to live. I mean, that's devastating news. But right at Christmas time, when I already had things planned and, Mm -hmm. and... and uh, the children at our, y'all had ordered me some beautiful dishes and said they won't be in until after Christmas. And I said, That doesn't matter. There I know I'm going to yeah. have them anyway. And so it was devastating news. But I knew I had Jesus, and that's the only thing I had hope in mm-hmm. because the doctors had said, There really is no hope. We can bring her back in and do some more tests. But at that time, now I want to be specific about this. At that time, 40 years ago, this was in 1981 there was not much that you could do for metastatic cancer of the liver. But now they can, do, they can remove lobes, they can treat you with chemo or radiation or whatever. So I don't wanna discourage anybody now, April, mm-hmm. because at that time, I mean, 40 years ago, a lot of things have happened in the medical world. And that's a big question a lot of you ask. Were you against chemotherapy?
0: Were you against radiation? So there's your answer right
1: there. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, there wasn't much they could do if we do chemo, She won't live long anyway. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had a choice to make. Now, most of you don't have choices to make. You can just go ahead and say, well, I want chemo or I can want Mm -hmm. radiation. You do what your heart tells you to do. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. See, my heart didn't have any questions about it because they said there's not much we can do for you. Mm -hmm. So John and I went home. Lisa took us in her little car, Mm -hmm. and it was so rough going home after I'd been in the hospital 21 days, and after I was tired and I'd been nauseated from the medication they'd given me, you know, going home in the five o'clock traffic in Houston mm. is pretty wild. Yeah. But when we got home, I just, I remember I had on some those oh, coveralls that, mm-hmm. that women wore then, and they just swallowed me. I weighed 89 pounds then, and so we went home in the traffic, and um, I didn't go to bed. I just stayed up because I thought, well, if You know I've just got to think this thing over in my mind and all and my mother and dad were there and I had to tell them grandmother and daddy, granddaddy and it was so sad to me and he went out of the house he didn't cry mother didn't cry either I don't think but they probably cried a lot when they got home or when they were in the car going to their home Mm -hmm. but he said oh why couldn't it have been me why couldn't it have been me I've lived my life but anyway so you start started thinking and was that working for you or not not yeah it was thinking I was thinking healed 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 yeah, I've been taught good. about healing all this time since daddy knew about there was a time when daddy didn't know about healing mm-hmm. because we were in a denomination that didn't teach about healing mm-hmm. and so it was just before Lisa was right. born you remember and yeah. then Lisa had a br- birth injury otherwise she wouldn't have been heal today because we didn't know about healing Mm -hmm. but thank God God is real and I want to encourage you that if you need healing just remember that Jesus hadn't changed and he loves you with an everlasting Mm -hmm. love and he never ever ever will change so just keep on believing hoping and believing on in faith because God's word doesn't lie he would never lie to you so tell us, many
0: people, many of us struggle in our mind because you lay in bed at night or you're all alone and you start thinking thoughts like, is this going to kill me? What am I going to do? What, am I, what is my family going to do? So it's a, it's a struggle in the mind area. Tell um, the viewers, what was your mind? What were your thoughts like? Was there a
1: battle? Oh, of course there was a battle. And I think there will always be a battle, even to the greatest believer in the world, Sometimes, maybe they won't tell you, and I would tell you a lot of times when I didn't really think, uh, I thought that I was going to be healed, but it didn't seem like I was going to be healed. But anyway, I just kept thinking, getting scriptures and quoting them and writing them, putting them on the bathroom mirror and things and other places in the house, on the, the refrigerator, that Jesus heals. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'd go out to get the mail, you know, the mailbox was a long way from the mm-hmm. garage. I'm blessed and not cursed uh, just quoting scriptures back and forth every step I took but in the night it was hard because daddy was sleeping sometimes he was on trips and I would um, just have thoughts well you won't get well Uh, the devil is good at putting things in your mind like that Mm -hmm. but you just have to rebuke him and just keep on going but um, I kept thinking thoughts of I will see my children married and uh, all my grandchildren married and you know they're I think I have 19, there are seven married, so oh, I've yep. got 12 more <laughs> to go, <laughs> and, um, excuse me. So you refocused your thoughts, when you had a bad thought, you focused yeah. on the positive, what mm-hmm. you would see. And I would go to sleep sometime crying, you know, because it just seemed hard. But God, but God, I say that all the time, but God. But I remember one time I woke up in the night when Daddy was either on a trip or he was asleep, and... And the devil said, you can wear that pink dress, pink suit over there in your mm-hmm. casket, you know, when, when they have your funeral. I had to fight so many thoughts, and I think everybody does. Yeah. But think good thoughts. Just remember that Jesus won't lie to you no matter what, no matter if. And listen to this. If you've committed sins and you think Jesus won't forgive you, he will forgive mm-hmm. you because he is a God of the second chance, the third chance, the hundredth if you need it. So just keep on believing, Jesus, you've forgiven me, and I ask you to do this. And he will do it because he is a God that keeps his word, and he is a God that loves his children and wants them well. Mama doesn't think she preaches, but she does. Um, So tell us about your
0: daily routine. I have to remind you all, you know, she was so sick, 89 pounds. When When she walked to the mailbox, it was slow because she was, I'm sure you were in pain. And she was sick i mean she was given a few weeks to live so how did you get up every day and what was
1: your routine kind of like well my routine was the same thing when i got up uh when y'all went off you were the only one Mm -hmm. at home then but you remember the first day after the hospital Mm -hmm. you got up and heard somebody in the kitchen you said must be daddy that's a miracle if it's daddy (laughs) but anyway i got up i cooked her lunch i thought well if i'm healed i ought to act healed so i cooked her her breakfast and I fixed her lunch for school this is the day after she got back from the hospital and this was what she normally did so she just <clears throat> kept in sync with what she normally did I tried to do what I normally did some sometime it was hard but I had you know i I had I was breathing like this for three and a half weeks after I got home and I asked Jesus I said because they did a, a test on my my lungs And it caused an adverse effect. And I would go through the house breathing heavy, quoting scriptures and things. And I said, Jesus, please heal me of this. And one day I got up and after three and a half weeks and went the normal day breathing heavy. And then all of a sudden I noticed it just leveled out Mm -hmm. to normal breathing. And I knew Jesus had kept my,
0: Mm -hmm. his promise
1: to me. Three and a half weeks. everything was normal lungs everything normal liver so anyway jesus did a great miracle and he let me be able to pray for other people and that was the next thing she didn't feel like going to
0: church it was a long church a long drive to church about 30 minutes and she didn't feel like going but there was a point where you finally thought i'm going to go back to church yes and Daddy
1: had to pull me up the stairs at the church, yeah. remember, mm-hmm. because I was too weak to get up.
0: But what did you do when you got there? You started praying for people.
1: I did, and I still do. Um, you know, there's been a little lull in between now and then, two or three times. But um, I've, I keep on praying for Well, people. even this
0: morning here, um, she called someone that was in an accident and prayed over them, so... You know, when you encourage others, it
1: gives you strength, doesn't it? That's right. That's the reason I don't want to ever stop encouraging others. And you always say that the Word of God is your medicine. Tell us about that. Yes, well, the Word of God is my medicine. Because, um, you know, when they couldn't do anything else, then the Word of God was my medicine. It was my standby. It was everything I needed. And God has been so faithful. I mean, it's been 40 years. Here I am, 87 now. I was... um, 48 then, and I'm going to be 88 <laughs> in October. 88. Given a few weeks to live, that's longer than a few weeks. That's a lot longer than a few so weeks. So, Mama, what would you say to somebody
0: that has just been given a bad report by a doctor, and maybe they can't get up
1: every morning like you do? What What would you say? What's one thing that could encourage them right now? I would say read your Bible every day and find some places where it's written that Talk about healing. Find some scriptures in Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John where they talk about healing and how, how Jesus came to the leper and Jesus touched him. You know, you don't touch lepers, they're usually in a colony someplace. But Jesus, the leper said to him, Excuse me, Jesus, if thou canst, I can make me will. And Jesus said, I will, you know, and just touched him. And then uh, the blind people, well, Jesus just wants to heal anybody. So find the place where it's written. Give him one scripture. What What's one scripture about healing? <clears throat> he will perfect that which concerns me. So that's I ha- a good
0: one to write down. He will perfect that which concerns me. I'll, write it, I'll put it in the notes.
1: Um, he um, sent forth his word and healed them. He sent forth his word and healed them. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed, not was healed. In Isaiah, they he says, I am healed. So in in the New Testament, he says, by stripes I was healed. Mm-hmm. So if we were healed in Isaiah, then we are healed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's good. So those are just things that she would say. There's many, uh, over
0: a 100 scriptures that she says, every day still to this point. So that's so important. Daddy used to say, get the word of God in you when you don't need it, and God will bring it out of you when you do need it. So I've got it
1: on my phone. I can read mm-hmm. it on the airplane or any place I go. So so getting,
0: getting God's Word in you, and what would you say um, about forgiveness?
1: Oh, brother, that's one of the <laughs> best things that you can do in the whole world, I think, to forgive somebody that you've had something against and release it. You know, I can remember times when people have had things against us, and they do have things against preachers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, you just keep on going. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, when you were sick, when she was sick, she just thought, you know, I'm going to get clean from the inside out. Not that she had a bunch of unforgiveness in her heart, but she made sure. So that's something that that you might just check your heart, you know, and and is there anything in you? Not that that causes a sickness. I'm not saying that, but just just check. It's a good place to just kind of take inventory on the inside. Yes, that's the truth. And then I'm just kind of leading this by example I I know what she did she prayed for other people she encouraged other people in the midst of all of her sickness and all of her feeling bad she reached out even
1: when she didn't really feel like it she reached out and she helped others so and I still do she still does and I still will until Jesus takes me to heaven and I ask him to let me live as long as my daddy my daddy lived to be 96 Mm -hmm. granddaddy oh yeah he was so sweet so So somebody's watching now that
0: they're in bed, maybe in the hospital, and uh, maybe somebody's going to send this to someone who's in bed or in the hospital, and they can't get up out of bed. They can't walk around and
1: put their pictures on the wall like you did. What can they do right there where they are laying in that bed? Just say, Jesus, I trust myself to you. I know that you heal. You did heal. You still heal. You want your children well. And I'm believing you for healing, Father. And if you haven't asked Him to heal you, then you say, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth to heal me, whatever's wrong with you, Mm -hmm. and make me whole. And then just start praising Him for it. Find just the place where it's written. Find all those places where Jesus healed people and where Jesus did miracles. Jesus wants us well. Did you know Mm -hmm. that? He wants His children well. So just find the place where it is is written and just um, ask Jesus to heal you. And forgive you. And then just trust your life to Him. That's all we can do. That's good.
0: So I hope this helps a little bit. You know, again, we get many emails asking specifics. And, Mama, you have your book, healed of Cancer. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very expensive book. It's $2. And um, (laughs) she will not raise the price because she just wants to help people. And millions of those books have been everywhere. And if you don't have it, um, they can
1: write to Lakewood or... I think Amazon has it.
0: Amazon has it. Okay, Amazon has everything. So you can do that. That's that's. If you want the scriptures written out for you, there it is, right there. "Healed of Cancer" by Dodie Osteen. So, uh, Mama, we can't stop or we can't end this without having prayer. And um, we just want you to know. I say this every time we do pray for you. I do get your emails, and if I, if you know, if I missed one and haven't answered you, I do have them down, and we we pray over each one of them. So. Uh, Again, I hope this has helped you, and we're going to end this in prayer, and uh, just know that nothing is impossible (laughs) with God. I always say this, I witnessed the miracle. You can't talk me out of the miracle. I've seen someone come from almost death to life and living almost 40 years more, so um, God can do anything. Don't give up. Don't Mm -hmm. lose hope. Don't lose faith. Get around.
1: Faith builders. That's right. Get around people who will inspire you. Yes, and go to a church where they teach about healing. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have anybody that will come from a church to pray for you, find a pastor in your city that believes in healing and just say, please send somebody to pray for me if you feel good about that. If you don't, don't do it. But anyway, I think it's a good thing to have somebody come lay hands on you Mm -hmm. and pray for the sick, and they will recover. That's so good. That's good. So we're going to pray. Mama, will you pray for those? Anybody who's maybe fighting sickness right Father, now? Father, I pray for those who are fighting sickness in their bodies. Jesus, there's a whole lot of people with COVID and everything else. I ask you, Father, to touch them and heal them. I speak to the COVID in their bodies. I speak to the cancers, to the diabetes in their bodies, to the heart disease to the special needs people. I speak to anybody that has anything wrong in their bodies and I command it to go in Jesus' name. Now I command you, devil, in the name of Jesus, that you loose your hold on those people. We set them free they, to serve God all of their days in Jesus' name. And Father, do it because you love them, Father, and because we ask and make them whole and give them hope when there is no hope. And Jesus, when they become afraid or tormented or frightened, you just build them up in their faith. Help them, Father. In Jesus' name, I command the torment to go. Tormenting spirits, leave them. In Jesus' name, the Father made a healing virtue of the Lord Jesus flow from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father, that they will be well. In Jesus' name. And they will live and they'll tell others about the good things that you've done for them. Bless my little girl and all the children, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.